Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the film list. Oscars special, baby. It's the 2018 Oscars coming up Sunday, and it's for the 2017 Oscars season. Remember, the film list is a part of the DVR Podcasting Network. You can go to DVRpodcast.com, check out all our podcasts and all the fun stuff going on. And hey, you can also become a patron. Go to patron.com slash DVR and become part of this amazing, growing family. You can also tweet us at DVR Podcast. And before we get started, before I bring in the main squeeze of DVR podcast fandom. I want to thank uh, Diego, our newest patron. And of course, all of our patrons, Axel, because without them, this, you know, I don't know. We ain't nothing, without baby. Them, this wouldn't be the same. It, it wouldn't d- be the same. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be fun, and it wouldn't be enjoyable, and we wouldn't have patronage. Those are our awesome That's buds. Right. Some of those people have been with us for 10 years, man. I know. They're our I buds. And, I, and we really think, yeah, really special shout out to all of them. I mean, God, it's a 10 years. Wow. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, you want to know something? I want to tell so, you real quick. We're coming, yeah. up, we're coming upon, I don't know what your official date is, Heath, but we're coming up to my official date. Of ten years as a podcaster, um, I have it on my Twitter because I didn't want to forget, so I put it in my Twitter, <laughs> my Twitter bio. But I think it's April. Let me see. April twenty seventh, two thousand eight, was the first day I released a podcast that I had done. Wow! So it's in. About two months, where it's going to be ten years since I've been podcasting. Okay, I think I started on the talk sh- June or July of that year, because then I started listening to your Lost Mythos, and then I contacted you that famous email. <laughs> yeah, and then we talked. Yep. Yeah. Wow. It's awesome. God, ten years. Well, speaking of ten years, a film list. Originally, when it was on its own and not part of the DVR Podcasting Network, we did all kinds of things, but we did various Oscar specials. We had, like, me, you, and Donald, where usually we'd not see the movies, and we'd still try to guess who was going to win. <laughs> we had little contests. and But this is one of the first years I got a lot of sh- screeners, and uh, let's just say... Me and Axel have watched a lot of these movies for the first time. Usually yeah. it takes me a year. Like, I just watched La La Land back in January for the first time. Still haven't you know, seen it. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I, you know, La La Land, I thought it was, I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was best picture. And I'm 
So, uh, but again, I didn't see a lot of the other movies. I haven't seen Moonlight still. I, uh, I feel one of these days I got to catch up. But this year we've watched a lot of these films. So what we're going to do is we're going to give some overall impressions, of course, start the discussion. Then we're going to go through the categories and, uh, you know, comment on some films. And then uh, I got a surprise at the end of the podcast. So overall, Axel, what's your overall impressions of the Oscars this year? Well, just like you said, I want to I want to give thanks and praise for being able to see these films because it's probably been man, it might be straight up honestly, I may not have seen this many of the per, even percentage-wise, I know they expanded the category, but this many best picture nominees since I was in high school, you know, like I mean, this goes back 25 years, maybe like 11th grade when I went to the movies like every weekend. So it's, and I thought this was a great year, you know, Uh, these movies are, they're so varied and interesting. I didn't think any of them were boring. I didn't think any of them were bad. I don't think there's a crash among the bunch. Um, I think that there were a, a couple categories that I disagree with the consensus, of course, but it generally, mm-hmm. I thought this was a really good mix of kind of bigger drama studio movies and smaller indie films, art, even art-type films. I just really enjoyed it. I, I, I enjoyed all the movies, and it kind of got – you know what, Solo? This kind of got me back into movies. I'm such a TV guy, you know? Um, I've been watching even more films uh, you know, I just kind of been getting back into the film bug has hit me. So I'm excited. Dude, it's, it's the same thing for me because, you know, I'm normally a film guy. I mean, I've always been a TV guy, but I love my films. Like you said, even in college, I mean, there was, I didn't have any screeners. There was no really bit torrent interwebs, even though I don't do that anyway. I don't know how. But you had to actually go to the movies yeah, <laughs> or yeah. wait for it or rent it. You know, even on VHS, DVDs were f- starting to come out towards the end of college for us. Um, so I literally, yeah, would go to the movies every week. Um, even by myself in college, I'd have an off day on Thursday or something. I would just drive to the mall in Syracuse and go to the movies and, you know, sneak in some Chinese food and, you know, rock and roll. And that, and that, that was a big event. I haven't been, we haven't been to the movies, you know maybe four or five times this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't see Star Wars. I didn't see Justice League. I didn't see – there's a lot of things I haven't – Thor. I mean, I know you don't like the superhero movies and stuff, but, I mean, I haven't even seen those films. But it was nice to sit down with with these because you're right. For me, I started watching these, and then it was like tonight, oh, we're going to watch two episodes of a show. Hey, let's watch this movie. Let's watch this movie. Let's watch Lady Bird. Let's let's do this instead. Because even though I knew we were going to do the podcast together, I wanted to see as many as I I could. But I started getting into it, and yeah. maybe it's just why haven't I done this before? I should should have just should have just done it uh, years past. But it, a little hiatus. But I'm going to start doing this more. You know, I mean, I have so many screeners from past years. I'm like, oh, didn't even watch that. Like I just one fell out. Blue Jasmine, the Woody Allen film. That Kate Blanchett, I believe, won the best Oscar for. I, I still have that one. I still haven't watched that. I got a lot of catching up to do. Anyway, um, I'm excited to talk Oscars with you, Axel, and maybe we can give uh, go through the uh, categories and then 
pick who we think is going to win, who we want to win, you know, yada, yada, yada. Anything uh, you want to say before we get started? No, let's do it, man. I mean, I think um, we we may refer to this um, 538 did a, and maybe I'll link to it in the show notes, 538 did a Oscars, here are our final predictions. And that's just something that we're using as a way of saying this is the front runner, you know, like just what the consensus is. Because I think it's important to know that going into the Oscars, because in general, you know, you can't look. I love the Oscars. I love the pageantry. I love the celebration of film. But we both know and we've talked about this so many times. We know award shows are silly. We know that it's you can't judge art. We know that there's There's background stuff that goes on. All these actors meet the people who are voting. We also know that SAG is the largest voting block for the Oscars. So in general, actors are voting on these more than any other group. So Mm -hmm. you get a kind of overflow between the SAG awards and the Oscars, um, you know they have events where the where they everybody where they do meet and greets so people's actual real life personality does play into it politics does play into it this is, politics is a part of art all art is political but this is our more kind of fun way of us celebrating film and the and the motion picture and uh, I enjoyed it I mean I'm sure we'll touch on the controversies but in general I just love the Oscars cuz I think it's kind of fun and and I really like when that one person stands up there and sounds like you or me, Heath, and they're like, "I just loved movies when I was a kid." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. that that still gets me, man. It still gets me. Yeah, because I I really didn't start watching the Oscars till um, nineteen, uh, I mean ninety two or ninety three when A Few Good Men was nominated. That was the first one because A Few Good Men's my all time favorite film. That's really what pushed me in the direction of acting, the last push. Yeah. And so I, I was hooked on the Oscars then. And when I was in high, uh, college, I watched them religiously when I first moved to L.A. Kind of tailed off. Some shows were bad and just kind of got annoying. And I don't know. I didn't have that same juice. But I'm excited now. I, I, I got bit by the bug again. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Let's hit uh, supporting actor. Okay. Uh, we got Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards Outside Axel's Room, I mean Ebbing, Missouri, <laughs> uh, Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water, Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World, and the favorite Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. Thoughts, Axel? Uh, great category. I think straight off the bat, we should say that neither of us saw the Florida Project, right? Yeah, Florida P- Project, and I haven't seen all the money in the world. Okay, I haven't uh, seen I just, right. I haven't seen all the money in the world either, or the Phantom Thread. Have you seen the Phantom Thread? No, okay. Phantom Thread and Mudbound and the big well, the big six not on here. Those are three movies. Unfortunately, I haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, yeah. So we're um, we're not complete. But like I said, we've seen a bunch of these. A lot better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. We like, in the past. <laughs> this is we. I don't even think we did it last year because we'd seen like one movie. 
right? Yeah, no, we didn't. It's just so funny, though. I still laugh when we're guessing the winners, and Donald, had, our friend Donald, had. Did, I don't think he saw like one movie, and he's guessing, and I think we all tied in the when we did the points. We all tied like for first. That was funny. I know, man. We um, need Donald to come back. He's got to stop bartending so much and get back on the potting, man. You know. I know. Come we, on, Donald. We gotta, we miss we, you, we, man. We'll get him back. I miss I Donald. We got to get you back. Yeah. We got to go back. Um, okay. We got to so go back. <laughs> for this category, Whoa, Peter Brady. I would say right off the bat, my pick is actually Woody Harrelson. Um, I thought that he was. To me, he was the best part of that movie. Um, I'm not a huge fan of that movie. I mean, I liked it, and it has nothing to do with with any controversy or anything like that. Um, for me, it was just I I thought it was a good movie, but I didn't think it was a great movie. And I thought that Woody Harrelson was fantastic. In my heart, I'm kind of hoping that Willem Dafoe wins because I know that the Florida Project is. I love the director. I know that he's the only act. He's the only trained actor in the whole movie. Um, oh wow! Everyone else in the film was either lived where they shot it in the area, or he cast them from Instagram. And <laughs> seriously, so the guy who wow. the director is kind of, in a sense, he's almost like a little bit more of a um, classier. Harmony Corinne, like not, I shouldn't say classier, but he, there's a lot of shades of Harmony Corinne and I'm a big fan of Harmony Corinne. Um, so I kind of hope Willem Dafoe wins, but I mean, Sam Rockwell was great. Um, Richard Jenkins, I, I love, I think he may have been the best part of the shape of water for me. Um, but I just really was blown away by the gentleness and, um, just Woody Harrelson, doesn't you uh he's not a in uh, he there he, he he does different roles sometimes he's very internal actor right and sometimes he's mm-hmm. very external like in the planet of the apes movie and i think this one he struck a really there was a kind of solidity i don't know how to explain it in his in his acting where it was confident but he showed a vulnerability i i just I loved it. So my pick is Woody Harrelson, man. Okay. Uh, you know, Christopher Plummer replaced Kevin Space. Kevin Spacey was all the money in the world, and then yep. with all the controversy, uh, they reshot all his scenes with Christopher Plummer, and, of course, with, like, almost no time to prepare. I mean, I'm sure he had time to prepare, but, like, not your traditional, and he gets nominated. So um, going in, I thought Christopher Plummer was going to – get an Oscar, but all the buzz is leading towards Sam Rockwell. Um, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I Well, I want Woody to win, but I do think Sam Rockwell will win. Um, but I'm rooting for Woody. Okay. And, but my, my pick pick is Sam Rockwell. Cool. Yeah, so I'm rooting for so, Woody, but I also, like I said, I'd be happy for Willem Dafoe to win too. And I just think Willem Dafoe is an extraordinary actor. And he's just, he's an artist, man. He is a weird dude. Yeah. And I like that. Effective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, anyone who wins this, I would be happy. Like, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, oh, okay. Uh, right, uh, right. Uh, th- this whole category. But would love to see Woody win. Okay. 
Best Supporting Actress. Ooh, a little Mary J. Blige from Mudbound. Allison Janney for I, Tanya, Leslie Manville, Phantom Thread. Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird. And Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Um, I'll go first here. Haven't seen Mudbound, uh, but a lot of love for Mary J. Blige. I saw I, Tanya, and I got some... I'll talk about I, Tanya a little later. But Allison Janney thought was excellent. Fortunately, haven't seen Phantom Thread. Laurie Metcalf, I've been a fan since Roseanne. I mean, she mm-hmm. brought this realism to that character in that show, and I really enjoyed her. I I loved her performance, but I didn't think it was like drop-down Oscar. Wow, this is it. I thought it was great, but... Um, you know, the more and more I go back and forth, like that uh, scene with her, you know, riding around the airport there, and mm-hmm. that, that I thought was shot well, and that's what kind of elevate. Oh, I get it. Yeah, like it was. She she makes it look easy. And I think that's part of the problem. She makes it look really easy, but she was freaking awesome. Octavia Spencer, I thought was good. It was just enough. Uh, Didn't yeah. think it was Oscar worthy at all. Agree. Agree. <laughs> this is a. This is a. Octavia Spencer is now like a default supporting actress nominee, you know, which I'm not horribly upset at because she's she brings it to everything she does. But this was kind Mm -hmm. of like it was not. I mean, there's a couple scenes with the husband that were good, maybe one or two. But in general, I think that there's about 50 other actresses who could have done that role. I just, I mean, she did it great, but I just, not, it's not Oscar worthy to me. No, I agree. It was, it was fun. And it was one of those roles, like if you put someone unknown and they did the work Octavia did, you'd be like, oh, that's an up and coming Mm -hmm. uh, actress. And I could see them in the future. Uh, But because she's already so established, it's almost felt like a walk in the park for her. Yeah. So, but, you know, but again, it's kind of how uh, some of these actors, they make it look so easy. But it was that role was perfect for her. But, yeah, I didn't think it was really Oscar. So, Allison Janney is the favorite for I, Tanya. Um, I guess, um, I, I mean, I would like Laurie Metcalf to win for Lady Bird because I like her so much. But I think... Allison Janney's going to win for I, Tanya. She is the favorite. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get a surprise here. But, uh, you know, I, I want Laurie Metcalf to win. But Allison Janney I also like a lot, too. And I thought her performance was, uh, was interesting, <laughs> to say the least. But I, I, I thought it deserved to be nominated. What are your thoughts, Axel? Um, I mean, I 100% agree with you. Everything you said, we're in total agreement. Um, I thought, I think Laurie Metcalf should win. I think it was a much more nuanced, emotional, and complete mm-hmm. performance than. Look, the Allison Janney, I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember what podcast it was. And somebody said. It was the film list. Maybe it was the film oh, no, list. No. We're live, <laughs> baby. I was listening to myself. Uh, I do have headphones on. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, 
you know, it was kind of Allison Janney being Allison Janney. You know what I mean? Like she could have been, you know, it was, I've seen her do this. This is kind of her default role in the same way that Octavia Spencer was kind of the default role in The Shape of Water. So that, but like you're saying, can you, can you fault someone for defining something for being so good that you feel they can define that, that they've become a, um, an archetype in their, in themselves. I don't know, but in general, I just was more affected by, by Laurie Metcalf. And I felt that her performance was great. And I felt that the other difference with Allison Janney is that so much, I, I feel she just took, it was just one of those take over the screen roles, you know, chewing up scenery. Right. And that is not, you're an actor and you know that if you have it in you, that's kind of like what every actor wants to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. I mean, that's why you act. Right. And I felt that Laurie Metcalf, not only did she elevate the film, but I felt that she made, uh, Sorcy Ronan's performance better. The scenes where Laurie Metcalf was in them, I found her to be more believable um, as a high schooler. And I just, yeah, I'm going for Laurie Metcalf here. And I actually, I'm going yeah. br- to break here, and I think she's going to win. Oh. Yeah. That you get a bonus point that, for that. I do she not does, think yeah. Allison Janney is going to win. I think Laurie Metcalf is going to win. Um, again, I think it's cool that Mary Ooh, I J. I like that call. Yeah, baby. I like that call. I think it's cool that Mary J. Blige is nominated. I'm definitely going to watch Mudbound. It's on Netflix. Um, Phantom Thread. I don't go to the theater that often. I haven't had an opportunity to see it in the theater, but when I get the Blu-ray, I will make everyone in the house leave so I can just watch that, uh, with rapt attention because PTA is the master. But, um, yeah, man, I think that's it. You want to move on to, uh, cinematography? Yes, but I'm going to, I'm going to change it. I think Laurie Metcalf's going to win too. Yes. I'm changing it. Yes. I'm, I'm with you. Okay. Cinematography. We got Blade Runner 2049 by Roger Deakins, the cinematographer. Darkest Hour, Bruno Delbonel, Dunkirk, Hoyt von Hoytima, mm-hmm. Mudbound, Rachel Morrison, No Relation to Jim, and The Shape of Water, Dan Lawson? Lawson. Lawson. Yeah. I apologize. That was the worst reading of cinematographers <laughs> I've ever done. So you're the auteur, the voyeur. Okay. Go for it, Axel. Hit hit us. See, you're like, you know what you're like when I go first? You're like my editor-in-chief. Like, I'll say my bits, and then you structure it in a way and make it sound so much better and more oh, intellectual I, I that I was like, that. oh, that's how an editor d- does it. Oh, I like it. Oh, okay. Okay, well... Yeah, yeah, just take the fucking uh, compliment. Thank you, Solo. I love you, too. Um, Okay, so we don't... I'm not sure who the front runner is in this, and I think it's hard. Roger Deakins has never won an Academy Award, and he is one of the greatest cinematographers in the history of film. I mean, I couldn't even... If I listed off the film, you know, he's the... Like PTA, he's a master. Now, he's often brought in 
to do things like this, uh, a visionary stuff. I think Blade Runner should win this hands down. Um, I think that that was, for me, the reason to see that film. I, I, was, not a, I was not a huge fan of the, the plot or the story, but, uh, or for that matter, the acting, but I loved the film. And I loved it because I thought it was a vision. It was gorgeous. And it was shot perfectly. And the choices that he made were amazing. The lighting, the colors, the texture, even the way that they blended the special effects in with the natural uh, on-location shooting or set shooting reminded me of the original i thought it was fantastic darkest hour i like i thought it was a great movie stock shot to me you know bbc netflix right right it was okay dunkirk i mean it's christopher nolan it's fan that was fantastically shot i can't there's nothing to complain i've heard mudbound is great and i love that a female i think this might be the first time a woman was nominated in the cinematography category and I've known a oh, wow. lot. It's crazy because as a shooter myself, I spent so much time shooting in New York and everything. I've known so many fantastic female camera people and cinematographers. It's ridiculous. But Shape of Water, I mean, it was beautiful. Um, but I'm going with Blade Runner, baby. Yeah, I didn't see Blade Runner. Oh, I'm so mad at myself. I've been wanting to see it because I'm a huge it's a top 100 f- favorite film of mine, the original Blade Runner, so I've been eager to see it. Uh, and I'm a huge Roger Deakins fan. I want him to win. I do think Dan Loutson's going to win The Shape of Water. Okay. I, uh, the Shape of Water, to me, what caught me right away is the shot for shot, the detail, the moving of the camera. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I was in this world. The colors, the bright colors, the greens. It just it sucked me in, and I, I'm learning that why I'm a big Tarantino uh, fan and uh, a bun- b- bunch of directors and cinematographers just because I feel like when every scene is so detailed, like I just – when this world sucked me in. Yeah. I wanted to go visit this world. I want to go have pie at that diner, and I wanted to <laughs> sing in the rain and take a shower. You know, I, I <laughs> solo. Let's sing in the shower together. That's the new podcast. <laughs> let's okay? do it. Sing hey, it in the shower. Just July, just July. TVMA. Um, so, yeah. So I, I just really was sucked into that world, and that's um, that's my pick. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Shape of Water. Now, when we move to the next one. And I'll, I'll save you a breath here. I'll do it real quick. Production design. Okay. Uh, this is where Shape of Water comes in for me. Uh, production design is Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water. Now, the reason why I chose Blade Runner over The Shape of Water in cinematography is because I think what really made The Shape of Water was the production design. Uh, that's, you know what, you... You, you kind of saved me. I um, just woke up a little bit of a go, bit ago. That that's a great point. That's probably yeah. Because I remember I was saying like art direction, production yeah. design. I love this film. So that's a great point. Um, so 
Oh, I, yeah. Now I'm seeing. Um, that's where I was coming I'm still, from. Yeah, yeah. That's you're right. I, and, I, I understand. And no, now, and no slight, world. no, and no slight to Blade Runner too, which had, again, you can't have. No matter where how Deacon's lit or what you know process he used or how he worked, if 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 the production design on Blade Runner wasn't out of this world, it wouldn't be what it is. And production design is a hard category because, uh, I mean, so much of it does rely. You could have a fantastic production design, but if you can't see it, right? If the DP isn't great, you're not going to notice it. So overall, right. The Shape of Water was such a classic Hollywood, just shot beautifully, production, dis- it was impeccable. Um, but to me, um, it came through with the production design more so than the cinematography. Now, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, again, fantastic. You can't get over the production design. Christopher Nolan is a beast. He's obsessive and... You know, Dunkirk, the production design was so realistic and incredible. But I just think that The Shape of Water took it to a different level um, because it created a whole world. And it was believable right from the beginning, you know. Um, so I'm going with The Shape of Water for this one. And and by the way, I didn't see Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I did not. I, I thought that film was made. Years ago, I didn't realize there was more. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. I'm a candle singing. I'm a candle. Look, no, I'm a teapot. No, I'm a big scary man. Uh, no, I'm just. Oh, kidding. a scary man! <laughs> no, I shouldn't make fun of Beauty and the Beast. I, the, ori- the no, original no, cartoon no. was fun, and a lot of people enjoy it, but just not my my cup of tea. I saw the cartoon when I was a kid, so I didn't need to see a live action version of it. Then they did the TV show and oh yeah, I know, uh, I know. Yeah, with, with cartoons. I was gonna say Rhea Perlman. I mean Ron Perlman <laughs> and uh, Linda Hamilton. I think that was George R. R. Martin, dude. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? George R. R. Martin was the showrunner for Beauty and the Beast. Was he really? Yeah, I if I know oh he was a writer gosh. on it. I think he was the oh showrunner. My. Yeah. Wow. And that was a different take on it, of course. A vastly yeah. different take, but that was his, if I remember correctly, that was his first foray into the moving image. Oh, interesting. Speaking of moving image, we yeah. got visual effects next. Uh, Blade Runner 2049 is nominated. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Kong Skull Island. Star Wars The Last Jedi. And War for the Planet of the Apes. Hmm. What do you I'm going to... I'm gonna... I've only seen two of these movies, Guardians and Kong. I'm going Kong. I actually like this movie. <laughs> Kong Skull Island. I watched it on the plane coming back from Europe. I enjoyed Kong Skull Island. I'm going with them, even though I think either Blade Runner or Planet of the Apes is probably going to win. I, you know, I don't even know the favorite. I'm just, you know, I'm just going Kong. Skull okay. Island, baby. That that that's my dark horse of this whole process, nice. and I have no nothing to back it up other than Kong look good. It's your Donald. I like the You're world pulling a Donald. I'm pulling a Donald right here. 
going Kong Skull Island. All what right. about you, buddy? Um, You're well, going. Let me guess. Okay, guess. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you're probably thinking Axel's definitely going Blade Runner. But I think you're going War for the Planet of the Apes. That's just what I'm thinking. You're right. I knew it. You're 100% correct. Um, I thought the visual effects of Blade Runner were stunning. I'm not even going to talk about Guardians of the Garbage Volume 2. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't hate all the comic (laughs) book movies, but this movie was terrible. This was, I was, my wife and I almost shut it off halfway through. The effects were run of the mill. If anything, I've heard that Thor Ragnarok had better special effects. And I'm, I, I want to see that because I like the director and I think it was, it was supposed to be a fun movie. But this was just like, how do we get the Infinity Gem stupid stones involved and the father and the, it's like the same story. All right, I won't go off. Kong Skull Island. Real quick, real quick, <laughs> Axel. Yeah. I'm a big comic book f- fan and all that, but I will say I was very disappointed with this Guardians okay. as yeah. well. Um, I the only part I really liked was little baby Groot dancing around. It, baby Groot the only thing I really liked. It was yeah. cute, but it was like because I didn't the first one I really liked, but I was going in expecting to hate it, and then this one it just kind of like the second Thor movie. I just eh. You know, yeah. I, I I enjoyed it, but I'm not rushing out to see it again or even buying it. And that says a lot because I love to buy movies. So, okay, continue. Yeah. And I do want to clarify, I'm a huge comic book fan. I grew up on them. The reason why I don't like these movies, I had a little Twitter exchange with our great friend Glenn, who's an awesome guy. And I, whenever I say something bad about comic movies, I feel bad because I want Glenn to be happy all the time. But it's because I <laughs> okay. want more from them. That's why I want more from them. Um, but Kong was good, pretty good. But the reason why I'm going with War of the Planet of the Apes is because the CGI apes are effing incredible. They are characters in the movie. They were the best characters in the movie. It was by I had to keep on reminding myself that they weren't people in costumes or, you know, genetic mutations I thought it was the movie itself was pretty good. Was not everybody when it first came out, people were like, "This will be up for best picture." It's like, nah, not really. But I, I have to pick War for the Planet of the Apes, so that's my pick. Okay. All right, and the next two categories are adapted screenplay and original screenplay. Because there's a bunch of names, I don't know if I can pronounce. I'm a, I'm turning it over to you, Axel. Okay. Call me by your name, James Ivory, 90 years old, by the way. The Disaster Artist, wow. artist Scott Neustadter and Michael H. Weber. Logan, Scott Frank, James Mangold, and Michael Green. Molly's Game, Aaron Sorkin. You can't handle Molly's Game! Mudbound. <laughs> <laughs> Mudbound. I feel like we're on stage <laughs> doing the nominees, and the nominees are. We got to do a live podcast <laughs> at some point, man, at a bar or something. I know. Uh, Mudbound, Virgil Williams, and D. Reese. You want me to go first on this? Yes, yes. Um, well, this one's hard because I ha- this is. is the category that I've seen the least amount of movies in because I've only seen Call Me By Your Name and Logan. Um, so that's kind of hard for me to even have a super educated opinion. Um, I, I'm guessing that the favorite here is James Ivory for Call Me By Your Name. 
And because I absolutely loved that film to the deepest depths, I will pick Call Me By Your Name, though I think The Disaster Artist is really interesting, the way that they kind of use the guy who was in the original movie. I think that's interesting. Logan, I think it's a little weird, this nomination, because I actually really liked Logan. I thought it was really good. But I thought that the screenplay was the was not great at all. I thought the acting was great. I thought the direction was great. But I did not think the screenplay was necessarily going to be nominated for anything. Uh, always love Aaron Sorkin. And I like Mudbound. I'm pulling for Mudbound. It's kind of a sleeper. But I'm going to go with Call Me By Your Name. Okay. Uh, I've only seen Logan in this category. Um I think Mudbound's going to win. Virgil Williams and D. Rees. Just because I like saying D. Rees or D. Rees. D. Rees. Yeah. So you almost want to say um, D. Rees's pieces. Or, yes, I, I almost did that. Or D. Reese, Pee Wee Reese. Pee Wee. Uh, okay. Former baseball player. But yeah, I'm going Mudbound here. Call me by your name. I kind of like to see, since he told me he was 90 years old, that'd be cool. Um,. Unfortunately, I don't have a lot of... I mean, Aaron Sorkin's my boy. He spoke at... When I graduated Syracuse, he was the the speaker for commencement. Uh, and, of course, he wrote A Few Good Men. So I'm always pulling for Aaron Sorkin. Uh, plus, uh, I, I listened to Cousin Sal's Against All Odds on the Ringer Podcasting Network. And he uh, interviewed Molly uh, Bloom, who... You know, I didn't know about her story. Now I want to go see Molly's Oh, game. oh, I listened uh, to that too, Cousin Sal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize Jeremy Bloom, who was a skier, played at Colorado, got drafted in the NFL, is her brother. Yeah. And I remember Jeremy Bloom. And I was like, oh, shoot, wow, okay. But her story is kind of amazing. I don't want to spoil it, but um, – you know, it was it wasn't really an in depth interview, but it but I ha- I knew nothing about her, so it actually was informative and Sal made it fun. So uh, I really want to see Molly's game now, and I like Jessica Chastain. So, uh, but that whole story of hers, wow, crazy, uh, pretty impressive, pretty impressive. So, all right, now we move on to original screenplay. Axel, you have the floor as we're at the uh, Hollywood Kodak Theater, and we're doing the nominees the nominees for original screenplay in a motion picture are the big sick emily v gordon and kamal nanjani get out jordan peele ladybird greta gerwig the shape of water guillermo del toro vanessa taylor three billboards outside ebbing missouri martin mcdonough you like that because they always All do right. that like they say the name differently than the title yeah, yeah. They yeah. always do that. The You're bigs. doing it great. I feel like I'm on stage with you. I really do. And I'm looking, oh, there's Jack Nicholson over there. There's the guy who looks like Billy Crystal, but it's not him. And Oh, oh am I supposed to say something next? Um, this is actually one I've seen. I think you've seen all of these. I've seen, I didn't see yeah. the big sick, but I've seen four out of the five. Yep. You want to go first, Solo? Yeah, you know, um... It's interesting. I watched three billboards with Lady Solo and my parents, and my parents are very Catholic. And that one scene where he, she downgrades the priest, oh yeah, yeah, and um, and goes off. I'm just like, 
oh god I'm, I, I even said to my my parents didn't say nothing and I, they, I guess they you know they weren't like outraged or nothing they're not like crazy but i'm like uh i didn't i'm sorry guys i didn't realize this movie had so many f-bombs and they're gonna do crazy stuff but uh <laughs> but you know i enjoyed it um a sweetie solo yeah well well i'm still yeah when it comes to my parents i'm still i still try to be a, a good little boy and you and i um, think you should respect that if that's what they don't like yeah, you know? yeah. i got to course yeah that's but they were fine they never they're at the point now they're not very they're not outraged they're you know they're they because i always told them you know i didn't never wanted my dad to see pulp fiction i go you won't like it you'll hate it and then uh so he has never watched it because i said don't watch it and i finally last year bought him the blu-ray he still hasn't watched it but um i'm gonna make him watch pulp fiction i think he's ready for it now at 65 years old i think he's ready now okay so i'm gonna say I'm going to go with Lady Bird. I think Lady Bird's going to win. Uh, I love to get out, and we'll get into that more. I don't know if it really was, like, jumped out me as Oscar. Uh, three billboards has a shot. I don't even know what the favorite is. I'm just going Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird because I don't know if Lady Bird's going to win anything else. And mm-hmm. sometimes the screenplay, they give it to that movie that, went above and beyond and kind of they win the screenplay and because and that's it so i think i'm going ladybird with this one uh what about you folo uh yeah this is kind of a tough one um because what's interesting to me about these films is they that are nominated is they all are very writerly right um right and i thought that that's interesting to me because sometimes you get like um, something that I don't know. Just for example, like if you look at the other category, Logan stands out as kind of like a bigger action movie, you know. So I thought that was interesting. I like this. I think this is a solid category. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, mm-hmm. I love the script for Lady Bird. I have a fee. I think that Get Out is going to win. Um. But I see that's the other. Yeah. That's the other. If Get Out doesn't surprise everyone and win Best Picture, it, they Jordan Peele could get it. Yep, y- yep. You know what I mean? I'm just going back and forth. I just I guess the script for me of Lady Bird really stands out. But all these five films are all unique in its way. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know about Shape of Water, and I didn't see the Big Sick, but um, if Three Billboards won, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but that's interesting. Um, because I, I got to do a get out rewatch because I do want to see it again because there's a lot of because uh, uh, Bill Simmons and the rewatchables on the Ringer Podcasting Network it's all I listen to nowadays they do a uh, a rewatch of Get Out and go through it and I loved a lot of things they were talking about yeah. um, so uh, that's interesting that's yeah. interesting this is tough cat yeah, it is a is tough, tough one that's why I don't know what my pick is I might end up pulling an Anna here and going with get out and <laughs> picking Bird. all of them well oh. just get out yeah. and Bird. I kind of feel like <laughs> yeah. I, I both feel like those the big sick I really enjoyed I thought it was a fun good comedy I don't think it was extraordinarily written I don't I I do not think that Kamel Johnny is a good actor I actually think he kind of this is people might disagree with me on this, but I think he was the worst part of the movie. I just think he is not a good actor. He's a funny guy. Um, he's is a good, he a comedian? Yeah, or he's a he, comedian. Yeah, he's a comedian. 
He's on it Silicon Valley. Um, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, and I thought the movie was fantastic because for me, you know, uh, I went to Rutgers and at Rutgers and I've grown up in Jersey. I grew up with a lot of, and no, today too, of course, a lot of Muslim people, a lot of brown people, a lot of Pakis. And it really showed a world that I had been a part of and as part of my life, but I've never seen on film in an American film. And I thought it was great because a lot of the movie is about Kamel hiding that he's that he's dating a white girl um, and kind of his frustrations and problems with kind of being second generation in America. And I love that part of the movie. And if it was more about that, I don't know. It was great. It was well-written. It's just, honestly, I just thought he was almost terrible in it. And maybe I don't, you know, I feel bad saying it cause I like the guy and I want to support the film, but I, I gotta be honest from an artistic perspective. And I, it was a well-written script, but not a great script. Um, so I got to go with Lady Bird or Get Out, which I thought were both fantastically written. Uh, but that's me. Do you know uh, the original title for The Big Sick was before they changed it? What? It was The Big Fat Muslim Wedding Sick. Really? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And that was they not realized a good title. A little mo- yeah. yeah, no, it, it wasn't. And... Uh, because it was a lot like Fat Greek Wedding and, yeah, you know, too the clever. whole thing. Yep. So, yep. Yeah, clever. it was way too clever. So they just said, you know what, let's call it the big sick. And then maybe people think it's about a virus at the end of the world yeah. that destroys everyone. Okay, so. <laughs> All right. So now we're we're headed towards the big, the really big, the ones I really um, love. Um, aside, well. Uh, I love the lead actor and lead actress categories. So for the lead actor, uh, nominees are Timothy Chalamet, call me by your name, Daniel Day-Lewis Kim, oh, no Kim, Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya, Get Out, Gary Oldman, The Darkest Hour, Denzel Washington, Roman J. Israel Esquire, Alex Hahn. <laughs> Alex Hahn. <laughs> Alex Hahn Esquire. So those are the five. Um, I've only seen Get Out and Darkest Hour, unfortunately. I, I, I want to see Phantom, Phantom Thread. Wish I got that one. Um, I think Gary Oldman's going to win. I know right. he's the favorite. Uh, I didn't. <clears throat> I didn't love The Darkest Hour. I actually know me and my dad really kind of really liked it. Uh, the ladies in our family fell asleep, um, but I just thought his performance was unbelievable. And basically, The Darkest Hour, I enjoyed it, but it actually made me understand Dunkirk more. Yeah, because they, and I wish I would have seen that and then watched Dunkirk because <laughs> Dunkirk unfortunately doesn't explain a lot, which in two ways could be good could be bad i know a lot of people like what yeah. the hell's going on which is I mean, why I it's got not it. nominated for original screenplay <laughs> it's not Ex- good... exactly it doesn't explain anything but, uh, yeah and, uh, yeah no and so i'm just like okay why do they leave the yes, docks really exactly fast? i know dude why so, i i i wish that there was just one and i know nolan doesn't want to do it and i'm always in favor of 
treating the audience as though they're intelligent. But in this case, I wish that there had just added a scene that explained a little bit more the military options that they had. Because right. one three-minute scene in The Darkest Hour explains it better than the whole movie of Dunkirk. And yeah, and... Oh, go oh, ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I get, you get me excited. Sorry. Uh, yeah, and, like, the whole fact, like, in The Darkest Hour, they explain, like, if we lose here, we lose all our troops. Yeah. And Germany's about to really take over. And it was such a critical... Uh, moment to rescue one of those soldiers which in dunkirk yeah honestly you see people getting shot at and stuff you want them saved but i didn't realize how critical it was in the whole scheme of thing yes. of world war ii yep. that we find out in uh the darkest hour agreed agreed so who's your pick uh i i said gary Oldman, okay. darkest okay. hour. okay um that Gary Oldman's definitely the runaway favorite, but I'll tell you. You're going with Timmy Shalati. Oh, my God. I Shalaman. love this kid. I love this kid. Love, love, love him. I don't, I don't know anything. I know he's become culturally pop culture. Like, he's kind of like the it boy of Hollywood right now. But I got to tell you, I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about any Instagram or whoever. I'm just talking about the two things I saw this kid in. Call me by your name. And he's the kid in Lady Bird. Did you realize that? Oh, no. Well, I, I oh, didn't you didn't see Call Me By, by Your, your name. name. Yeah, he's the no, kid I in wanted, Lady Bird. I know you wanted to see it, so I wanted to get it to you, and I didn't have time to watch it. Um, yeah. Did, he's the kid in Lady Bird. Which, yeah. which this? He's the, he's the smoking kid. The, you know, the dark, brooding kid. I don't want to give any anything away, but oh, uh, the the popular the, kid. Okay, that the one that's always reading the book. Yes, yes. Him or yep, okay. Exactly. Ah, yep. Oh wow. And he was great in that too, playing a completely yeah. different role. Complete. I mean, he looked different, but my yeah. pick, my pick, and I didn't see Phantom Thread, or of course, I mean, I'm never going to say anything bad about Daniel Day Lewis, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Get Out, eh, okay. I don't think he was the best part of the movie. I thought he was good. He he was good because he had his he acted so much with his face. And when I think yeah. about that film, I think about his reactions. But he it was a very internal role, which was part of the script. Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour, I thought he was great, you know? But I, I don't, I just... I don't know. I thought there were parts of that movie where I wish they would have cut a couple scenes where he's kind of chewing up scenery, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Denzel Washington gets his obligatory nomination. I ain't mad about that. It's Denzel. Uh, I want to see that Roman J. Israel Esquire. But my I want to see Alex Hahn Esquire. <laughs> that's what I, I really... See. Missing that, White Girl. That's, that's the really movie, babe. That is best picture yeah. and best screenplay and best music, too. Best score. And best art direction. Best, uh, and best original song. <laughs> um, original, yes. 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 Oh, man, I'd be. Yeah, uh, baby. Hate on Kate. You gotta hate on Kate. Yeah. Don't um, masturbate. Yeah, hey, if everybody, I want to give a shout out to Alex. He is releasing a new album. Um, check him out on his Facebook or Twitter. He's been talking a lot about it. I'm excited to hear it. Um, but he's releasing oh, a new wait. album. 
Uh, my pick is, is Timothée Chalamet, Call Me By Your Name, and also I think he's going to win. I don't think Gary Oldman's going to win. Oh, wow. I'm going against God, you, the grain. I have a, you're going to crush me. You're going to crush. I have a feeling. I don't know. I'm you're you're, you're in tune. No, I like, the, <laughs> I like the way you think. Speaking of the way people think, lead actress. All right. Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water. Frances McDormand, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Margaret Roby, I, Tanya. Saros Ronan, Lady Bird. And, oh, wait, Meryl Streep, The Post. Yep. All right. Haven't seen The Post, seen Lady Bird, I, Tanya, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. Okay. Sir, sir, sir how do you say your name? Sir, I believe Saros? it's Sorcy. Sorcy. Cersei? Or Sorius uh, of the Liver? I don't know. Uh, Could oh. be both. Okay, well, Miss Ronan, there's this one scene where... She's walking outside. It's like that. I've never went to a high school that had outside lockers or whatever. But she, there's this moment where she's walking, and she kind of does this thing with her mouth, and she just kind of is walking along. And I just, I was like so taken by her. I, I loved her in Brooklyn. Um, and I just, her little subtleties were just, I, I, I was along the ride with her. I really enjoyed her performance. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I thought Sally Hawkins was great, even though she didn't speak a line in the whole movie. But um, I enjoyed her. Frances McDormand, I mean, the veteran just took over. And she took over every scene. And she just was hit it out of the park. Um, Margaret Roby. Margo. Thought, played a great Tanya. Oh, Margot. Sorry. Okay. Margot. Margot. Yeah, Margot Roby. Oh, Margot Kidder Roby. Um, thought she played a great Tanya Harding. Uh, but uh, I got some issues with I, Tanya, we'll talk about later. Um, I, I went from thinking it was the second best movie of the year till out of my top ten. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah. But I think it was a lot because they painted a picture. They painted a picture of Tanya Harding too, like she was a victim which she was, but at the same time, she she wasn't the greatest person either, and I don't think they showed that enough. Uh, I Francis McDormand's the 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 heavy favorite. I wanted to go Miss Ronan for Lady Bird as the win, so I'm leaning towards the two of them. But I want to hear you talk, and then I'll make my final decision. Okay, for me, I am just going to say right off the bat, my uh, pick here is, and I agree with your assessment of I, Tanya, but to me, it doesn't affect her performance, and I think Margot no. Roby. Yeah, I'm picking Margot Roby. I think that, to me, Sally Hawkins, she's great. She's been in so, so much great work. I just, The Shape of Water is for me. Francis McDormand, mm-hmm. Three Billboards. I mean, it was, a, it was a tour de force. It was great. But she's like angry 90% of the movie. I, I just, I got a little tired of it, to be honest with you. Sourcey, I got to admit to you, I didn't fully buy her as a high schooler. I really didn't. I know that part of the character is that she's so self-determined and uh, like a bit more mature seeming, 
when she really isn't. And I think that she captured that duality of a teenage girl, you know? And I agree with you. I mean, you know, this is like catnip for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am, right. I'm an, I'm like a geeky art actor league kind of guy. I would have fallen for her in about 15 minutes, probably, um, in high school. But I think in college, <laughs> I probably would have been rather annoyed by her, which is what I thought was so <laughs> great about the role, which is, yeah, she's great. She's, you know, I, I it's it's so empowering. It not, it's just not, I don't want to have to use all these kind of terms, but it's just great to see a young girl in a movie who's got her own ideas and she does what she wants to do, you know, and she makes decisions and she right. wants to screw a guy. She screws a guy. She wants to do this. She does this. I like that. And I like the film very much, but there were just parts of it that I don't know. I just didn't fully buy it. I don't know why. Um, but I still really love the film. Uh, unfortunately I didn't get to see the post, but my pick is going to be Margot Robbie. I think that she was fantastic in I, Tanya. Um, I just thought, I mean, the anger, sadness, depression, um, the anxiety she showed, the, the, even even the kind of not greatly done CGI faces while she's skating. Yeah, yeah. Skating, the CGI yeah. in this movie is not that great. And I'm sure it didn't look any better on a huge screen. But um, – right. Uh, yeah, my pick is I, Tanya, man. Mar- not um, I, Tanya. My Mar- pick is Margot Robbie. Whoa, you just, you just pulled a Faye Dunaway. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you, you called I, Tanya as the best picture. Um, I'm going with Margot Robbie as well. Uh, okay. Just when I, when I got the screener and that picture of her smoking a cigarette and her skating, like I'm like, she's going to win. And I got to go with my first instinct. Yeah. Um, I just felt like she's on the rise and she's kind of the darling uh, I agree with Frances McDormand, though she was fantastic. It just, yeah, she was she was just kind of one note. Yeah, and it, it, you know, and that and there's a lot of things of that film it didn't work for me. Uh, so I'm going with Margot as well. All, All right. right. Now, now we get to our final two. Oh, there, but I should forward. say I should say I'm sorry. Oh, say Solo. something. I think I think Frances McDormand is going to win, but my pick is Margot okay. Robbie. So I just want to clarify yeah. that I do think Frances McDormand is going to win. I mean, she won everything. I'm going to say, and, you know, I'm going to say Margot Robbie's just going to win straight oh, out. It's okay, upset. I like it. All right, now we I'm only got. Out. Oh, sorry, Solo. Oh no, don't be sorry. I was just going to say we only got two categories left, man. Director and best. That's picture. right. Yep, and then my little surprise at the end that'll be really fast. Okay, cool. Okay, director Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan. Get Out, Jordan Peele, Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig, Phantom Thread, Paul Thomas Anderson, and The Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro. And you have a little note, not nominated. Yeah. My name is Luca. Luca. Call me by your name. Guadagnino, Call Me By Your Name, was not nominated. Not nominated. And I'm not sure All why. Right. I'm not, I don't know why, but he wasn't. So go for it. Your uh, your director pick. Uh, your assessment as a director as well. So you're the I the one I want to hear. This is my least educated win pick because 
I saw all these movies except for Phantom Thread. And I'm going to pick Paul Thomas Anderson because I think he's the best director, uh, American director alive. And I think he is the best. I think, I don't know if he's going to win. I just love him, but I'm not really going to pick him. I think who's going to win? I think Jordan Peele is going to win for Get Out. Um, Wow. I don't necessarily, I don't know who to pick in this because, so Dunkirk is tough for me. I mean, I love Christopher Nolan as a director and I think it was directed great. I think, I think all of these films were, Um, I think Guillermo del Toro is, I think he's the favorite. Isn't he the favorite to win here? I believe Let's so, yes. Check, yeah. Let's check that. Yeah, he is by, yeah, he's a big favorite. Um, big time favorite. So, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I could see him winning. Uh, I I thought that Lady Bird was written better than it was directed, though I thought it was, di- there were some touches in it that I enjoyed. Um, the Shape of Water was fantastically directed, but it, I don't know, There, it's so strange to me that the movie about a fish man and a mute woman would be the most bland movie kind of of these movies. I don't know. I found it to be incredibly old-fashioned, backward-looking. I'm not a huge Del Toro fan, I have to be honest with you. I think he's fantastic. Um, I've seen a lot of his films. I think he does have a vision. It's just not my vision, you know? I'm just not into old Hollywood and monsters and stuff. And, oh, the beast is really gentle. Okay, I get, I don't know. It just felt like, I don't know. I just felt like this movie, though it seems to take every chance in the world, it was just kind of like, to me, I don't know. I kind of could guess what the next scene was going to be. It followed a kind of standard structure to me. Um, maybe I'm wrong about all this, but this is just my opinion. So best director, your opinion. Yeah. I just, I got it. Just, I'm just going with, um, I think Jordan Peele is going to win. I think a lot of people like get out, but again, with get out, same as lady bird. I thought that the writing was better than the direction though. The direction was very interesting. The sunken plate. I, you know, I don't know. I have to say, I actually would favor Get Out over Lady Bird in the director category. Um, so, I don't know, it's a tough one for me. I think I kind of spoke it out. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I think Del Toro's going to win. But I wouldn't. I don't think any of them are stealing the award if they win. It was all great. But I just have to say here, before we get to Best Picture, if I could have picked someone, it would have been uh, Luca, the director of Call Me By Your Name, because I thought that that was fantastically directed. I thought that that was way better directed than both Get Out and Lady Bird. I thought it was art from beginning to end. It was a vision. It was, the. I mean, I just loved it. I can't say anything more about how much I loved Call Me By Your Name, and I think a lot of it was owed to the direction um, mm-hmm. but it wasn't directed, so he's not going to win. So my pick to okay. win Shape of Water, who I hope kind of wins, I, th- I guess my pick in the end is Get Out, Jordan Peele. Okay. Yeah, my pick is The Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, this, I loved this film. I'm a big Creature from the Black Lagoon fan. Oh, okay, you're into I it. Just, okay. 
Yeah, I'm the opposite of you know what you say, um, but that's that's why we have opinions, and you mm-hmm. know we're not all going to like the same thing, which is which makes this podcasting venture wonderful. Um, I just I Shape of Water just did it for me because I kind of like you know the themes, and I was caught into the world like I said before. So I'm going with Guillermo del Toro, though. Um, I, I believe was Guillermo del Toro Robert Rodriguez's cinematographer early on in his career. I don't think so. Am I getting that? Oh, okay, um, maybe there's another Guillermo. <laughs> maybe from Jimmy Kimmel, Guillermo. Um, I could have sworn he was. I, mean, I might be getting stuff. No, I don't here, think so, dude. I, I, I he, ha- he he was. he came no. he came up with. There's the Mexican connection, but he came up with. Um, Inurito and um, oh the uh, Tumama Tambien or and um, yeah the, yeah uh, the uh, Sandra right. Bullock space movie he came up with those guys um, I don't think I don't think they ever worked I don't think that they've ever worked together but I could be wrong well I'm looking up Desperado to see who I think the cinematography because that's where um i thought he who am i thinking of i i i guess i don't know i don't want to spend all night oh guillermo navarro okay guillermo navarro yeah i knew it was a guillermo no i knew it was a guillermo okay okay that that's it so shape of water my pick your pick but you want get out to win uh, Jordan Peele. All yeah. right. <clears throat> Our final category this evening, Best Picture. And to recap, the Best Picture nominees are Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I think The Shape of Water is going to win. That's who I want to win. Uh, I've stated my case. <laughs> I don't know why. But I wouldn't mind seeing Get Out win just to yeah. do it. But I but I, 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 I just don't want to – where the Oscars, we had that controversy a couple of years ago. It's too white and all that. And then it changed last year. And then, of course, the whole La La Land and then Moonlight winning. I just I, – I, I just hope if Get Out wins, it was because people thought it was the best movie, not just because. Yeah, you can't separate the, that, though. You know what I mean? It's hard. I know, I, I, I know I where know, you're coming I from. Know. But then in one respect, there's a part of me that I, you know, I'm a, I'm a SJW, and I like it when things get more attention and when things are represented. Um, but I, I, I see what, where you're coming from just at least I think I think at least let's put it this way: If Get Out wins, let's just hope they announce Get Out and they don't announce like Lady Bird and then Get Out win. You know, <laughs> like just, because that is yeah, what I, I guess, think causes I mean, more of a controversy is when you inadvertently pit things against each other on stage, right? You know, right. Um, but I know where you're coming from, Solo. I know, but it's hard. It, you can't. Yeah, it, you know. it's hard. And and, and I mean, and, These and, are and political the things awards. in Get Out. 
Yeah. And what makes Get Out so great is the chances they took and they, you know, I just, I just, I just think Get Out is a great movie without, I mean, I can't, I actually, I can't say without the, you know, black, white kind of thing. I just thought it was such a unique. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's not what I mean, but it, I was watching it as a film and not, and then. The other stuff came after. Oh, wow. I mean, that was just... Oh, yeah. No, even during it, I was like, oh, my God. What are they... I knew something was coming. Yeah. I didn't realize it was going to be what it was. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess you're right. And I, I'm trying to be, uh, I don't know, I guess politically correct or whatever and realize, you know what? The politically correctness is it took a chance. It was freaking awesome. And, yep. you know, I mean, if it was the other way around, <laughs> that'd be kind of interesting. Uh, but they already did that with that John Travolta movie. <laughs> Way back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the funny thing with um, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to? Uh, no, no. I, I I'll talk myself into a hole that I don't really mean. Yeah. So I'm just gonna let it go. I think it's funny because Get Out for me. Um, I was more interested in it from almost like a sci-fi twilight zone black that's, mirror that's what I was trying to say. kind of way. That's what I was trying and, to say. You yes. know, because my editor and I knew that, you know, I mean, it's Jordan Peele and key and Peele was so political and about race in America, you know? Um, so mm. I, 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 I'll put it this way. I was having a conversation with Mikey Hull about this and this might sound stupid to say, but, you kind of said, we kind of talking about, it, I was explaining to him my feelings on Get Out. And he was saying, he kind of said to me, maybe you were just a little too woke for, um, for, excuse me, for, for Get Out. Like it didn't, okay, the idea that white, older white America, rich people kill young black men and steal the culture is something that I'm very familiar with and walk around mm-hmm. every day of my life seeing. So I figured out the movie in the first five minutes. I knew right. what they were doing. Um, now, where the progression went to was fantastic. The acting was fantastic. I even liked the girl from Girls, uh, Brian yeah, Williams' daughter. Great. Yeah, she was great, you yeah. know? She probably, in Looking back, her and uh, and uh, Kylo Ren were the best part of Girls because I don't think Girls is going to age very well, folks. But we'll talk about it when they start writing the think pieces in two years. But um, <laughs> I uh, I thought Get Out was a great movie, and it was only upon my further reflection of understanding how not everyone saw that so quickly in the movie. Like I wanted the movie to be harsher (laughs) not you know what i mean like i don't think it went far enough but that's just me but it is Mm -hmm. there's nuance to it and the the i i was hoping that his friend was nominated for best supporting actor because i thought he was fucking hilarious in the movie okay i i love this film and i didn't where it went i had no idea i thought they were just gonna just you know, kill him. I didn't realize it was going to get in depth, but I just, I thought, I thought the friend was too cliche. Okay. Interesting. I've seen it before. Yeah. I think yeah, that was I, on purpose. I, I know. Ev- 
Yeah, it is. It, it was, but it, you know, TSA bitch, or you know, yeah, I just yeah. it, the fact that it, it, it seemed too easy. It seemed I, I too eighties. Yeah, but it's I, just that's that, the one part of the movie I didn't like. Yeah, I thought his friend was just too that. It was just for the audience to cheer and just... It, but it I think just, that was kind ah. of the... That was like the point, right? Like the friend helps lull you into thinking that this is going to be kind of like a little bit more funny, you know? Like, so... But I see your point. I, I, you know, it's, yeah. hit, it's hit or miss. And like you said, that's why we have opinions, right? Um, yeah. And, and, and again, it upon further viewings i may you know had i saw it in the theater i probably would have enjoyed that more Mm -hmm. because you're in such a tense situation you're like yeah oh yeah yeah like like (laughs) you know where watching it at home i was like oh this is your typical you know sidekick friend you know yeah and but had i saw it live i probably would have been in the moment like cheering so I don't know. I'm just kind of that, but that was just a little nitpick. I, I know everyone loves his the friend and everything. I just we see it all the time, but I guess you need it in films. It breaks up the tension. It it gives us something to laugh at. It gives us someone to root for as well. So it, it, I get it. I just wasn't super thrilled with it. Yeah, I I I, I want to. I do want to watch Get Out because I'm sure there's stuff I missed. See, that's the thing is. I, I then began to think like I was talking with Mike and I thought before, maybe I'm being kind of like silly or arrogant in a way about it. And I've, I should watch it again just because it wasn't in your face. There's a subtlety to it. So, mm-hmm. but, it, but I loved it when I was done watching it. It's not like I was like, Oh, that's it. No, I thought it was fantastic. And the social statement yeah. it makes is really important. And that does go pretty deep. Um, but let's see. Three Billboards, I thought was really good. I thought it was a good little movie. Um, I, I'm i not involved with any of the backlash against Sam Rockwell's racist character somehow being um, redeemed because I don't think he was redeemed, and I think that's part of the movie. I think, I think some of Bill, Three Billboards upsets people because... It's a foreign guy. It's an English-Irish guy making social commentary on America. And it kind of reminded me of, go a little history class here, de Tocqueville, kind of like a foreign person coming to America and showing what America looks like. And I think he got it pretty accurate, honestly. Um, Mm. There's problems with the film, but as a film itself, I thought it was pretty good. Um I think, I mean, there's obvious, there's other issues we could get into, but generally speaking, while I was watching it, I thought that those issues were there a little bit on purpose and people kind of got upset about that. But generally I liked the film shape of water. Like I said, didn't, I thought it was solid throughout, but not my cup of tea. Honestly, didn't see mm-hmm. Phantom Thread, Lady Bird. I really loved it, but I don't think it's a best picture. Uh, Get Out, I say the same thing. Really loved it. Don't think it's a best picture. Um, Dunkirk was great, but I almost feel like um, you said it was I, – I, the historical perspective was a little off and could have could have added to the drama more. Uh, but I have to say, I mean, I think you figured it out by now. 
I think I think three billboards. I think not three. I think the race is between three billboards and the shape of water. And I think probably the shape of water will win. But my pick, hands down, I haven't been this sure about what I think is the best movie. And again, I didn't see Phantom Thread or I, I might be picking it because Paul Thomas Anderson is the man to me and is just, he creates a world and he, the way he writes scripts too is just the way he wants to write them. There's no act structures to them, you know? Um, right, right. And I, but call me by your name. I love this movie. I absolutely love this movie. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was heartbreaking. I thought it was funny. It the, it was the it, the Italian stuff was fantastic. Army Hammer I thought was great. I thought he should have been nominated. People were shitting on him. I thought it was a complex character. The kid stole the movie. He was absolutely mind-blowing. And it was by the end of this movie, I was like a blubber on my couch crying my eyes out. I just absolutely loved it. A lot of people, um, I mean, it's obviously a film about a young, a young man and an older man. It's set in a time when the the older man can't be as out about being gay, or does he even know that he's gay? Is he bisexual? You know, like the boy too. There's questions upon that. Is it an experience or is it an experiment? It's so interesting. Um, but what, what really took me about this film is it's been said that there's some like gratuitous sex in it or whatever, but what there is, is two men just totally in, in each other and in love with each other. And there's more hugging and touching and caressing and looking then there is anything, there's absolutely, really not a lot of graphic stuff in it to me. There's one scene with the peach, everybody knows about it, whatever. But I was just blown away by this movie. It stayed with me way longer. Um, I have to say I was a little surprised that I, Tanya wasn't nominated. Maybe the post took mm-hmm. that spot. Um, because I think that I, Tanya, I actually might pick that over like the darkest hour or even the shape of water. But um, to me, call me by your name, baby. I loved it. And Solo, you should definitely watch it. It's beautiful, lyrical. I don't know, man. I was blown away. I, I, I get too excited, but I love this movie so That's much. That's okay. You know what the uh, the original working title for Call Me By Your Name was? <laughs> what? <laughs> get Out. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. I had to. Get out of get America. Out, just come out. Go, oh, get out. Get out of the closet. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's a good right. one. I, got. I thought that was pretty good. Solo, you're the man. <laughs> no, but it should, actually. That's. And I know that they're going to do, they've already talked about like doing sequels to it or something, which I think would be great. Like kind of making it a um, before sunrise type of deal. Oh, okay. Like, so the next one will be Call Me Back. Yeah. Well, call, then, call Me By Your. <laughs> your last name or so i don't know well that's actually <laughs> you could see it progressing to um a, a call me by your name and where call me by your name means 
about gay marriage, being able to call me by your name, right? Your last name, which is meaningful. And I think that that may be what they're progressing to. But anyway, great film. And not, I mean, this is all a great list. These are really good movies. None of them are shot caller, but they're good movies. Exactly. Which leads us, Axel, real quick, I'm going to run down my top 10 favorite films of 2017. Hit me. I I have my list. Okay, two honorable mentions, three billboards. Uh, I liked it. I didn't love it, love it. Lady Solo freaking loved this movie. Uh, I I liked it, but it didn't make my top ten. I, Tanya, originally was in my top two. And then after thinking about it and, you know, I I liked the film. I liked the acting. It's just the – a lot of the – what really happened and all that, it kind of was one-sided. Yeah, so can I... It's an honorable... Can I comment on it. that? Because I didn't get the... Yeah. I, I just wanted to. I agree with you on that. Um, but to me, that made the film more interesting. See, that's the thing is that we do... We are in a culture right now, we say very divided or whatever, but where I think people, because of chaos, people seek the black or white, you know, and the gray is unnerving to them. And I feel that a lot of these movies are gray. Three Billboards, Lady Bird, Get Out. Um, They're they're gray movies, you know? And I think that um, I feel that same way about I, Tanya. I'm not so sure that they made her into a hero but uh, or tried to redeem her but it what i do agree with you that um they did there was a unevenness in her um what was her decision and what wasn't and when her agency you know and it, and, yes. and it was more convenient towards the plot of the film and um but that's a gray that's gray so i kind of enjoyed that part of it but I agree with you that, you know, let's let's say what we all think we say, which is that the movie makes it out like she didn't know they were going to attack Nancy Kerrigan. And all of the evidence points to the fact that she totally knew what they were going to do. Yeah. You know, and <clears throat> that is where it kind of separates. But let's not forget, Solo, the movie does start out by saying this film is based on totally inaccurate, made-up, fake uh, statements, real statements by Tanya Harding and Jeff Galuli and others. So it kind of like right. it tells you what perspective it's coming from. Um, so, but I understand where you're coming from on that. So, what's the rest of your list, bud? All right, number ten is a film called Mayhem. My buddy from uh, film school, buddy Joe Lynch, is a director, and he does a lot of these horror, crazy comedies. And uh, it's got Stephen Yen or whatever from The Walking Dead uh, as the lead, but it's pretty much a film where it's office scenarios where there's this red eye disease, and people for like eight hours start getting very aggressive and going nuts. And it's, I just love this film. It was, it's totally just crazy and uh thought was well done i really enjoyed it and of course it's i'm biased because it's a buddy of mine uh from syracuse but mayhem comes in number 10 
Number nine is a film that I don't think anyone liked but me, but Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron. I really enjoyed this film. Uh, it was, uh, I just, I, it was action. It was intense. It had a nice twist. I, I really liked it. So that comes in at number nine. Number eight, John Wick 2. Love Keanu kicking ass. It, I love this film. Number seven, Logan. Thought it was fantastic. Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, you're the man. Number six, a crazy, crazy film. Brawl in Cell Block 99 with Ooh, Vince I Vaughn. See that. Dude, it's it's gruesome, it's crazy, but it's awesome. And Don Johnson's in it, and he lost like 60 pounds or something. He looks like Miami Vice Don Johnson. I almost didn't recognize him. But he smokes in every scene, so I knew it was him. Uh, number five, Lady Bird. Number four, Shot Caller. Frickin' Nicholas Costa-Waldo. Holt McNally, there's a great cast of people you're like, oh, that's Benjamin Bratt? Great film, uh, loved it. Number three, you're going to laugh, but Wonder Woman. I loved Wonder Woman. Okay. Gal Gadot. I, I really enjoyed Wonder Woman a lot, and I, I, I really had a fun time in the movies with it. Number two, Get Out, and then my favorite film of the year, The Shape of Water. So that's my top ten of 2017. Uh fun list a really brutal list i watched shot caller brawl in cell block 99 and mayhem like in a stretch of one, two, one and a half days Ooh. and i was just like god it was and john wick too <laughs> I, had a, I have a lot of violent films in my top 10 this year yeah. um so I, I guess that's the the mentality i was in but i really enjoyed those films and i was on a you know a prison kick i guess uh, <laughs> i know but, uh, man yes it was crazy. So, yeah, it's my little top ten for 20. I haven't done that in so long because usually I don't see a lot of the movies yeah. uh, when we're ready to talk about them. So I made an effort this year, and every year I'm going to try to see as many movies as I can before Oscars. So Because a lot of people do their top ten at the end of December or whatever, but I, I think you need to marinate and give yourself a couple of more months into 2018 or the next year and then hit your top ten. So. Cool, man. Well, that's awesome. I did not make a top 10, but I do have one thing to say, which is we did not talk about the best documentary category, um, but oh yes, everyone should see Icarus. That is nominated. I don't know if it's going to win, but it's, uh, it's on Netflix right now. It's about doping and Russian uh, interference in the Olympics and doping, and it's... If you're if you're keeping up to date with what's going on in our country, this has a lot to do with it. It might, in fact, be the best thing to watch. Um, it's a fantastic Excellent. documentary. But uh, that's all I got, Solo. Me too. All right. The Film List, part of the DVR Podcasting Network. Proud member of the DVR Podcasting Network. Go to DVRpodcast.com. Or become a patron or tell your friends about it. Patron.com slash DVR. And follow us on the Twitter at DVR Podcast. Any final words before we exit our Oscars special 2018, Axel? No, man. I'm just, I'm excited. I'm happy to watch it. I Like I said, you know, my wife and I get some hors d'oeuvres. We have a few drinks. We watch the red carpet. We make fun. We joke, we laugh. I always love it. It's a great, fun experience. 
I try not to take it too seriously because in the end, I'm just happy that people are celebrating art and the art form that I love so much, the moving image. So let's watch the Oscars and everybody enjoy. All right. Well, take care, everyone. Remember, get out before I call you by your name. Recording has now ended. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.